0: And even I went, seriously? You just shrunk down in the middle of the street, Bruce Banner. Why are you not naked? <laughs> you don't have magic shrinking shorts. You should be covering your junk right now. That's that's not, what? Well, well, let's yeah, not forget be- genetically modified poodles.
1: Yes, the, that was. I think that was the biggest crime <laughs> of that movie was those stupid dogs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> These days, the comic book owns pop culture. Literature, movies, television, even music. You'll find it all in the panel of your favorite comic book. Us, we're living the comic's life. We're Breaking the Panel.
0: Welcome to Breaking the Panel, where we go into everything comic book related, from the back bins to the big screen and everything in between. (laughs) I am the old school game that you like to pull out of the closet and blow the dust off of. The Rock Out of Podcasting Charles McFall, along with me is the indie awesome game developer man that you love to see what's coming up next Sam Skatch what's up thanks for having me guys and then we have the AAA game Halo-esque, in his nature, Chris Wisdom.
1: Oh, I like it. I like it. See, I was, I was going to make a joke about you being in the closet and coming out just to get blown, but I'll, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone.
0: <laughs> well, you know, we are, we are missing one key member here tonight, and that is the Commodore 64, the E.T. Atari game, if you will, of breaking the panel, Paul Klotz. He has been buried in the desert because nobody really wanted to buy his stuff.
1: Aww. <laughs> Hashtag he is loved.
0: <laughs> All right. So we've got lots of great topics. Uh, this is the week that we bring on extra uh, voices, and that's what Sam is And Before we get to our topics real quick, and we have an email, Sam, tell us about the two things you do. Start with, because you seem more passionate, or not more passionate, but you seem very passionate about StackedUp.org, is it? It's Stack-Up.org. Uh, stackup.org
2: is a military charity that focuses on helping our troops, veterans, and active duty service members through the power of video gaming. Whether that's sending our supply crates, video game packages, directly to the troops on the front lines, or helping them out through our air assaults, which is where we take veterans to places like E3 or PAX and just show them a really good time. We also have local events called the Stacks. Um, It's a great experience. It's awesome to be able to help these guys through the power of gaming. I'm not a veteran myself, but I'm always fond of saying, you know, vets have their own dialogue. You know, uh, you hear two vets talking. It's sometimes hard to understand the conversation as an outsider. Same thing with gamers, right? You know, you have a group of gamers talking, right. like an outsider doesn't get it. So it's this tribal thing, and it's, it helps bring them back in after they've served. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a group they can identify with, and it, it really is a great time. And yeah, check that out, stack-up.org. And then uh, you know me from Fat Guys with Beards. I uh, do. Uh, my own kind of comic pop culture themed podcast over on WASDRadio.com. I like,
0: I like to call it Chris's favorite show, slash, just crying about BVS, and that's all.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough and then uh, as you said uh, in the indie games I also host the Sam Scatch show I know self aggrandizing there but uh, we talk everything video game related over there from AAA stuff to uh, interviewing game
0: developers and things of that nature yeah it's awesome. so much fun man I, I used to read Game Informer magazine and I just like ta- keeping my finger on the pulse of gaming even though I am the old school gamer I really I play the stuff that comes on my Xbox Gold Live for free and it's older games and it's stuff I've been wanting to play like I just beat Xcom for the first time because I got it free last month and and that's my jam uh, but being able to hear what you're you're interviewing the the indie gamers and hearing their passion for what they're doing and hearing the stuff even though i I know I may never play the game, I just like kind of being close to the industry and it's really cool to listen to your show that way
1: all, all i'm saying is i just played centipede on my 20, atari 2600 with my kid the other night so <laughs> nice. old school gamer is not your title sir <laughs> <laughs> emulator,
0: did, you use an emulator, did you use an emulator or an actual I, atari 2600 my 2600 oh, nice. that's that
1: boy, awesome.
0: <laughs> my my father has my 2600 because uh, i gave it to him for safekeeping a long time ago i never once in a while he'll pull it out and play it and all that stuff out. Uh, no, I, yeah, shut up, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you guys are mentioning that because alongside that
2: indie stuff, man, you got this retro gaming scene that mm-hmm. I was just recently introduced to where people are making like home-brewed Nintendo cartridges mm-hmm. that they just, you know, this is a new Nintendo game. Go play it. And it boggles the mind, you know, people just, the passion, as you put it, for their
1: hobby. Absolutely, yeah, and it's a good place for for young uh, programmers to start cutting their teeth. So stuff that you know, guys our age were doing twenty years ago and making big bucks doing it, some twelve year old now is that's how he's cutting his teeth on programming.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and it, it all comes from
0: that passion. Yep. Absolutely. So we do have an email address, people. Every once in a while, you write in and let us know it still works, and we love you for that. That would be btp at giant size team up.com. that's b as in breaking t as in the p as in panel btp at giant size team up.com. this comes from frank our fun guy from australia he did recently move but did he still move within the country or did he move out of the country do you remember chris i, I don't
1: remember i don't i don't
0: remember either frank his name is frank and i just started messing with him called agent frank for whatever reason and it stuck But he's got, like, the largest Ninja Turtle collection I've personally ever seen. And so it was a walk-in closet, and every shelf had Ninja Turtle stuff. And I think he had some other stuff in there, too, but tons of Ninja Turtle stuff. So much fun. Anyway, he writes in and says, "Lads." couple of points about the Justice League trailer. Firstly, it's not even a proper trailer. Mind blown. (laughs) The text at the start tells us this much. There are no studio logos at the start or post copyright text or even a coming soon at the end. Sure, it functions just the same, but it's worth noting that this was or together was probably put together by the filmmakers, not the PR department. And boy, doesn't the difference show. Uh, I'm going to put a pin in that for a second. Absolutely. Right, Chris? When when the filmmakers do it, there's a heart to it versus the marketers who are trying to get you in the theater.
1: Mm-hmm. I guarantee thing? you something that released at the time that that released, the marketing department was involved. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and not only that, but you, you got to look at, too, when we say filmmakers, there's always a distinct difference between, unless you're talking to Kevin Smith flick, what the director wants and what the editor gives him. So what filmmaker gave it. To us. Thanks for pooping
0: on the parade. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the difference does show.
0: No matter who put it out.
1: Yeah. No. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. This was. This was an upbeat. This gives you hope for the movie. But. It well, was like a completely
2: Tip- different tonal shift from anything else DC's put out, except for right. perhaps Suicide Squad, which is another completely different tonal shift. Uh, to see this, this, Ben Affleck playing that character after Batman v. Superman was a little bit jarring, jarring. quite frankly. Confusing really? to me. Yeah, I'm like, what? It, what is this? Why is Bruce Wayne recruiting the JLA instead of Batman? What's going on here? Hmm. Uh, yes, you brought
0: that up on your show, and I'm sitting there yelling at my phone going... Because Batman can't get on a flight and go across the world to get whoever he needs to get,
1: isn't he going to have a five-story flying vehicle I mean, to I transport don't know the it. league Bruce around? What he,
0: <laughs> I mean, he wants to do, yeah. I mean. just say that scene—the scene with Aquaman and the 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 sailors bar or whatever that was—you know—that would look really effing weird with Batman standing in the middle of it. But it looked—I I, I think it—I think we'll find out more in the movie. But I will say this. This is something that uh, I think Klotz or somebody put out that I stood on. Whether it's true or not, I'm still going to stand on it. I felt like, and so help me God, Chris, if you (laughs) say this was DC on screen, I'm going (laughs) to yell at you because it probably was, but I don't want (laughs) to hear it. (laughs) Uh, But it's called The Dawn of Justice. It was supposed to be a dark film. Now, I I don't want to get into the battle, but what I'm saying is to see the tonal shifts in Suicide Squad and in Justice League, you know, and anything else, that was, to me, was expected. You know, I did not expect another movie like BVS, for many reasons, one of which, of course, is the fan backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, back to the email. Shut up, Chris. It, it was <laughs> DC on screen. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although, this is back to the email. Although, who would have thought we'd be talking about a Justice League trailer that doesn't even reference Superman at all? Yes, it makes sense after BVS, but it's still a little odd. And finally, when early shots of Aquaman appeared, the under no, it says finally when early shots of Aquaman appeared, the hashtag of unite the seven was used. Looking at this trailer and using the ma- magic of maths, I'm currently at six heroes. Who's the seventh? Right? Dun dun dun! <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear a dun 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 sketch. Dun dun dun! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> adios, <amigos. laughs> uh, so let's go over who who are the heroes in this film. Because we know Aquaman, Batman, Batman. Wonder Woman, Flash, Cy- Flash. Oh, Cyborg, Uh huh. Wonder Woman. We got her already. Does that put us at six? Right? Is that a six? That puts us at five. Right? No. Let's see. Batman, Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. You're so throwing Superman. Which I we all, I think I I would generally state that we all believe that Superman will be back in this film.
1: Mm, I don't know that he'll be back. I, I, I don't.
0: I think he's making the leap that the Unite the Seven was about
2: the JLA as opposed to the Seven Cs.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe. Or maybe even I the birth of the Legion be... of Doom.
2: Uh, but I mean, and... the yeah. Superman not being shown in the trailer. I mean, of course
1: not. Yeah. Well, no. I didn't want to about the plot it. here, right? You know, but I mean, the reference—I I get where he's coming with the reference, though, because you could easily had you know a tense moment with Aquaman and Batman be like, "Why are you even doing this?" And it's simple throwaway line. because I, I made a promise, or you know, you know what I mean, something like that. A reference, no reference at all, whether it's visual or or verbal. I, I did think was a little weird, but uh, well, I. I... I think
0: because honestly, if you're a comic reader at this point, that the spoilers are way beyond gone. Right? It's out of theaters. It'll be on. It's actually already on DVD, Blu-ray, and all that. So the thing is, you know, Superman dies at the end of the movie. Except if you've ever read a, a comic about the death and life of Superman, and that's how it's phrased, death and life of Superman. Or in my case, I actually wrote, read the novel version of it, which was really really cool. Before I read
1: the graphic, it uh, cut out all there. the Green Lantern stuff. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that's debatable, uh, <laughs> but I did have that and I did love that book when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I, I just happened to get it for like a dollar on mm-hmm. a library sale or something, and just ate it up, and then went and found the, the actual comics. And man, Chris, you and I could go on for a while about the other Superman that filled in, and I'd love to see that on screen mm-hmm. and how that went. But that's not for this email. Uh, what I'm saying is, we know he comes back, and we know why he comes back, and the mistakes that humanity has made.
1: But uh, in the process. if you are a longtime comics reader, then you are confused by BVS. So I think you could extend that and say, just because <laughs> you, you've read comics and know the birth and death of super, death and life of Superman, the death and return of Superman, then you don't necessarily know how they're going to do it. In this.
2: I think you're both giving uh, DC far too much credit here. This is just <laughs> a case of Batman's going to gather up the JLA. They're going to go after the big baddie. They're going to get their ass whooped. Superman's going to come in at the end and save the day I because he's see the real that, hero.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: I mean, nah. I you're giving, you're giving them way too much credit. Like there's a big
1: plot going on. There is. I have, I have yet to see an example of Superman being the big hero in this universe. So I would take it.
2: Yeah. So would I, I mean, I, 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 I think that's where he needs to be. And I think that's where they're putting him. Mm-hmm. That's the only saving grace in BVS was, was that moment, right? Where uh, Superman became the awesome. hero.
0: This is the show you abandoned me on. Seriously, I've got two BBS haters going against me, and I can't win. I can't win, man. Oh, so uh, but that's uh, I. I wonder because honestly, it's a little bit vague to put unite the seven, meaning the seven seas.
1: Yeah, but that was when it first started showing. I mean, it made sense then. When I mean, that's I. Okay. I I'm on. Are I'm you, on his side. I'm on sketches. when it's, sketch. it's
2: next to a guy with a dude standing in front of the ocean. Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't know. That's how I, I, I immediately know. took it.
0: But I, I, but I know Aquaman enough to know, why the hell would we try to unite the Seven Seas? It's not like there's seven kingdoms. Aquaman is the ruler of the ocean. Well, remember, this could go back to that time where the Atlanteans were
2: rumored to be the villain of JLA. hmm And that's been totally turned around now. So and, maybe when that poster came out, that's when that rumor was floating. Okay. Maybe, maybe there was some truth to that, and they went in a different direction.
1: Well, and early that's reports are going to be that Aquaman is not gonna be—he's not gonna be an easy get. Like, there's gonna be tension at the beginning. So
0: he's gonna be the red-colored Pokemon Yeah, that we just have to. Th- oh, never mind. We'll stop there. <laughs> I just—well, they're trying—they're yeah. trying real hard
2: already yeah. to say, "Hey, this Aquaman's cool."
1: Yeah, I, right. we're not gonna without, make fun I, of this with, guy without putting a hook on his hand. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, when I heard, I heard Jason Momoa was Aquaman before I heard Aquaman was going to be in any of these films. So in that order, I went, oh, yeah, that's cool. Period. Cause I like Momoa, man. He, he was badass in Atlantis. He was badass in Game of Thrones. You know, that's actually the only two things. No, I saw him in the, that horrible film with Stallone. He was badass there, too. <laughs> um, the I, movie thought, was, I
2: thought you were going to have to bring movie. up Conan, and I was going to be like, no, no, he was not badass in that movie. <laughs> not his fault, though. He should have never been cast as Conan.
0: True. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if I watched that version. Don't. No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, no, wait, wait. Is that the one at the end where they're, in, they're at the top of some kind of temple and it's falling apart? I don't know. It could be mistaken for a Call the Conqueror that. movie, honestly. I mean, <laughs> it's on that level. Wow. It's real wow, bad. Wow, that's bad. Yeah. Well, I still like Jason. So. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so I, when I heard he was Aquaman. That, that was going to be cool. Uh, because otherwise, because you know the the jokes fly. Well, where's your big seahorse? Where's our green paint? <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> Although they did get the line, they got the line in the trailer, right? I hear you taught the fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Again, though, that goes right
2: back to that tonal shift. Oh my God, was that an actual joke in a, in a in a DC movie?
0: Well, I know, and here's the thing about Warner Brothers, right? They make lots of mistakes, but what I understand about Warner Brothers. Is when they develop a relationship with a director, they give them more freedom. And we know Affleck can write. We know he likes his darkness and his humor. And I believe he was very heavy-handed in writing this, along with Jeff Johns and some other people on this film. Is that right, Chris?
1: Yeah, he he came in and did script treatment for it. Now um, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Man. Yes.
0: So I think him having him having more control in it helps and you're going to see i think more like that the line between him and wonder woman what he talks about aquaman what he say he said he's with us more or less She goes more or less he goes, maybe less he said no didn't he yeah you know, that again another tonal fun moment that doesn't take away from the the film the films can be serious and heavy without just being absence of humor yeah you know
1: just tells disagree. me that maybe they shouldn't have doubled down at the beginning when they were all, ooh, no humor, we're not gonna do the Marvel way. No, blah, blah, blah. I, totally agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Because now it shows whatever. like it 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 shows fair weather and they're gonna shift with the wind and I don't like it. Well if we look at
0: the history of the WB, that's that's their MO. I'm just making oh. this part up. We're not gonna do anything about dead polker <laughs> Oh wait, let's do Beetlejuice too you know i you know i'm just saying they not that they had anything to do with it just for whatever reason popped in my mind but they do they try to go after the dollar and hopefully they actually instead of going after just the dollar in this franchise case they actually look at the long-term effects of building a solid series of
1: movies that
0: can work together
1: that's yes that is the hope
0: so let's jump on talking about uh, somebody like Aquaman, who I, in this version, might put him as the anti-hero. Let's talk about some anti-hero stuff. You know where we know where anti-hero stuff is? Is that freaking loot crate? I'm not oh. even going to wait for you guys to go, oh. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Zack Snyder verse, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you're not done crying over PBS, <laughs> you can get your loot crate this month. It's bad guys doing good things, which, I mean, don't really see a whole lot of in, in most universes. Uh, I mean, we whatever. If you play for, uh, Marvel Avengers Alliance, you see it, and it's weird. <laughs> but then you got good guys doing questionable things, and then you've got just the anti-hero, which my favorite anti-hero of all time is the Punisher. And when uh, you get your loot crate this month, you're going to get stuff from DC Comics. Archer, Dark Horse, and Kill Bill is going to get you not one, but two great collectibles, something to wear, and their monthly tea and pen. So all this awesome stuff comes to you for less than $20 a month. It's guaranteed sixty-eight items, man. Six two eight. I always say that too fast. Like sixty-eight items. What? No, six eight is what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
1: it sounds like you're trying to speculate how many heroes are going to be in a Russo brothers movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that would have been a fun movie, wouldn't it? Uh, so you have until the nineteenth of this month to get it by midnight Eastern, or this box is gone. So go to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter code giant size team. Up to sign up now and get the awesome sauce. I'm actually gonna, tr- I don't know if I can get the money together by the 19th, but I'm really trying to get this month's DX box, which is $50, but you get $100 worth of stuff because not only do you get the stuff from the regular loot crate box, you're gonna get stuff from Borderlands and Marvel added, added in as well. And that, that makes me very happy because so I'm a huge Borderlands fan. So I'm gonna try to get on that box. That is how you get some fun stuff in your mail. Do you, uh, do you know anybody does the loot crate, Setch? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're
2: big fans of the loot crate. Uh, mentioning uh, Stack Up earlier, uh, we've done some uh, loot crates and unboxing with some of our aerosols that have come on the trips and such. Uh, I love the loot crate stuff. I still have my multi pass from, uh, what was it, the Alien multipass. loot crate earlier this year? Multi pass.
0: <laughs> multi pass.
2: Mm. I, I love it because it's like sometimes, like, I'm not a big fan of aliens. But I know somebody who is, so that gave me an opportunity to kind of keep what I want
0: and give away a few gifts too. Here, here's a I face hugger. Know. And for those of us who are podcasters, oh, you got the face hugger. Yeah. I got uh, uh, a while back. I got an actual retro um, figure. Right. So they, this, there's this line of action figures that that they're doing that look like they're from the '80s. That obviously have been produced you know, within the last year. That I think it's just called retro action figures. But I, I got the. I think I got the actual alien figure. Oh, right on. Um, right on. And that was cool.
2: And that's a, so, that's what's cool about it to see. And I mean, a lot of this the stuff you can't hunt down on your own. You know, it's exclusive yeah. stuff and things like that. That's what makes it so cool.
0: It is. It is. And for those of us who are podcasters, it makes for easy giveaways because you just let that yeah. loot crate pile up for two or three months and you collect what you want out of it. And then you have a box to send to a fun fan. That's awesome. Right on. So we were talking, uh, Satch, Sketch, I keep calling <laughs> Satch. Damn it, Skatch went to a whole bunch of cons. That's part of your job with Stack Up, right? Is to go to these different cons.
2: Yeah, I'm uh, the director of media, so I often, you know, obviously when we go to the conventions, we do we do video game interviews and things like that. So yeah, what were you? We, uh, RTX was the last one, of course. PAX East. Um, we were out there for uh, you know PAX South, uh, E3 out in L.A. Right. Heading up the packs yes, west,
0: GCC, right?
2: Yeah. Well, no, we didn't get the Comic Con. We're more uh, on the gaming side. We're more on the gaming side. So, although S- what GCCs. about you're not going? I guess you're not going to Gen Con. No, not on the schedule this year. Now, I might go to Gen Con personally because I'm close. Well, okay. As I say, it's going on right now. So, oh, is it right now? I thought it was at the end of next month. Oh well. I, There's so I many saw, conventions I saw some man. on Facebook pay, <laughs> posting today
0: that they're heading there today, like doing their flights and stuff. So there are so many. Within the next day or so. And they're all amazing. Anyway, <laughs> I was doing all that to lead into Dragon Con, which is exactly where I met Sketch last year and uh, got to know him and Brandon and, and learned about the shows. And ever since then, I've been following and listening and having a blast. I was not aware that this is DragonCon's 30th anniversary. And here's a statement from them. We are delighted to have so many guests from so many of today's most popular, or in the case of classic science fiction, best loved shows and movies to join us for our 30th anniversary celebration, said the convention co-chair, Rachel Reeves. Overall, we will have some 400 guests, actors, authors, artists, and here's where I fit in other creators and experts from across science, science fiction, and fantasy worlds, and whatever medium. That's right, people. I am attending as a professional creator going to Dragon Con this year, and I'm very excited about that. I actually got my first email today about my schedule, and I'm going to be on the kickoff panel for Podcast Track this year. Awesome. uh, uh, Brian Brushwood, Justin Robert Young, and uh, Jonathan Strickland. All of us are going to be on that, so it's going to be fun. Uh, But I brought up this article because it's the 30th anniversary. Tons of people are going to be here. William Shatner, Carl Urban, Alan Tudyk, one of my favorites, Alex Kingston, Jack Gleason, Charlie Cox, right? Uh, I wonder if he's going to be walking around the red glasses all the time. Uh, I actually uh, got a chance to meet Alan
2: Tudyk earlier this year. Amazing man!
0: Ah, uh, man, and he does it. You know, he does a YouTube, or at least he did do a YouTube channel called, uh, or a show called Con Man, where oh, he's yeah. all about being at the cons. Yeah, such a cool guy. Uh, I'm trying to see who else is going to be here. Um, Brian Henson. Uh, Jim Henson's son will be here with uh, talking about the 30th anniversary of Labyrinth uh, with, uh, nope, that's just him of course, I didn't know I was unaware that Alan Tudyk is going to be in Rogue One did you guys know that? No, that's news to me according to this article, and I I, I don't know if they misstated, but it says Rogue One's Alan Tudyk will be joining us and I was like, ah. thought he was just gonna be on powers i didn't realize so we might have to imdb that one uh of course he he's he's gonna be be
2: in rogue one or is he gonna be a stormtrooper
0: ah that's a good point you know but the way they wrote it i would hope that he would be facetime because otherwise why would you i get i don't know whatever jillian anderson uh, from x-files will be here for the first time since 2012 uh sam jones and melody anderson from flash gordon in the 80s uh, there's a bunch of others. I want to get to the the one. Now, okay, Chris, if you would name one, I don't know if I talked about this so much. You might not know, but on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., if you were to name one character I absolutely hated the entire time they were on the show, who would it be? I think Chris died. All right, well, I will tell you, Skat, since you asked. All
1: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is Brett Dalton who played Grant Ward. Okay, and, I'm back. Sorry. There you are. So, I was asking you. I was asking, I don't know, did you hear that last part? I
1: I did. I I couldn't get through no. to you for some reason. I said I lost this round of Charles McFall trivia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I really went off on it too much cuz I I don't like pissing off fans, but I didn't I did not like Grant Ward at all in any iteration that they did on the screen, but he will be here. Oh. So. That, that's weird because
2: uh, at least at least in his agent persona I actually thought Grant Ward had the most charisma out of anybody on the show. Yeah. Uh, everybody
0: else was so like, blah. At least he had some oomph sure. to him. You know? I, there's some of that maybe in the first season. Uh, and he's by far the most developed character on the show. Uh, I was actually more interested in uh, well, she became Daisy later with Sky. Yeah. And what they could have done with her, but then the direction they went, I wasn't a fan either. I enjoyed the show. My favorite, though, is Coulson by all means. You know, I, you could you could literally drop everybody else in the show, give them a whole new cast, and I'd watch it.
1: Um, um, going to back Z to Coulson. Alan Tudyak, mm-hmm. he is the humanoid droid, so the, he's going to do a bunch of mocap, and he, he's going to voice the droid. It's okay. on the cover. So. He's a good choice. So for not that. quite
0: FaceTime, but fair enough. He's not uh, James Bond in in Force Awakens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good so, choice for
0: Alan Tudyk, though. Yeah. Let's see. There's one other one I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Um, so three of the most popular characters from BBC's Doctor Who series will be here. And they say, it says it's phrased. Ooh. They'll have a central role at Dragon Con. Tom Baker's going to be there? no then they don't know what they're talking they're about <laughs> sorry <laughs> i said most popularly did not say doctors i don't know that any of the doctors are going to be there and actually i say no but maybe baker will be i would think if baker had committed already he would be in this article hmm. um i do know some of the doctors have come in some of the years uh but i don't know now i do know that uh who's not mentioned here according uh, along with either arrowverse or bb or dr who but um Captain Jack, had just based on his name, um, he's in. Johnny he's the Tip? dark archer. No, the dark <laughs> captain. Uh, yeah, uh, I
2: have Jack. People. I can't remember the actor's name, but you're yeah. talking about Malcolm yeah. Malcolm, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. Oh, uh, the whole we're, we're all geek failing
0: over here on this guy's <laughs> name.
1: Those oh, it's so the- terrible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now i will take anybody yelling at me about this name except klotz who can't be bothered to show up so you don't get john barrowman. Uh, john barrowman john barrowman there we go barrowman. there yeah. you go so yeah he i know for a fact he's actor. Be there. yes yeah uh but it's going to be uh uh alex kingston who is river song right arthur darville who is rory and of course uh he is uh Rip Hunter, Rip, man. Uh, Rip Hunter. He was Rory before he's Rip Hunter. I don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> he's a time lord now, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He's a master of time. He's not a time lord. There is a difference. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, so, uh, and Karen uh, Gillian, who, of course, is Nebula in The Guardians of the Galaxy, and Amy Pond. In, uh, right the, on. I So, It's really going to be just thoughtful full of people and me.
1: And I'm probably I want to say say, I'm probably going to be sending you my hardback copy of uh, the Thrawn trilogy so you can get that taken care of for me. You want me to rub one out on it and send it back? No, I want shed, you to go ahead and get right? Timothy's on signature on those because because <laughs> I do know he's going to be there as well because he has every Absolutely. year I believe.
0: Yeah, I will I will do that. I will pay the fee and if there is one, there probably is one. Usually there is, and do that. I usually do walk through the Arthur's alley this year for the first time. I've just never had time to go to the artist alley, but I'm totally going to go to artist mm-hmm. alley this year and see if I can't talk to a few comic creators and see who's there i just
2: wanted to speak to the uh podcast track uh yes. i know there's probably some you know people out there listening that are interested in podcasts and doing podcasts of their own if you are going to dragon con get on that track from first panel to the last panel man it is so informative don't just i mean you go there have a lot of fun but boy can you i learned so much going to dragon con last year
0: that's good to hear that is really good to hear uh because I've always been, when I actually started going, I was already up in the world of podcasting, so I did learn some things, by mostly networked with the, the Tom Merritts and the people who were there, uh, and then, then after that, I've been on panels ever since, so it's very cool to hear you talk about what you're getting out of it.
2: Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, I learned, uh, well, it wasn't even, not even so much, like, I learned a lot, but then at the same time, there was a lot of validation, like, oh, no, you're doing the right stuff. So even that is helpful just to hear that, hey, you know what? I am doing the right things here.
0: I think you were in the room when we had the guy come up. Uh, I think because I think it was a Patreon panel, the the Kickstarter Patreon, how to make money podcasting, whatever. And the yeah, i yeah. said, yeah, I've kind of hit this this cap of listeners, and I'm not sure how to break it. And Evan and I both instantly go, well, well, was how many listeners do you have? And he goes, well, ten thousand an episode. We're like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your validation, sir You're you're doing perfectly well. Shut up, get out of line. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Should
2: you be on the panel? Maybe. Yeah. Well. That that's How are you not
0: monetizing that? <laughs> when you're not a part of the world, you know, when you're just starting out and you, you come across a good thing, like he was a Walking Dead podcast. I think it was the Walking Dead podcast. Uh, not the official one, but something close to it. Anyway, uh, I think he got on the right subject at the right time. But you're isolated, right? You, you, you're not – you don't – until, like you said, until you go to these cons or something similar, you don't know – what the norm is and what's good and what's bad. And all he knew is was it wasn't growing past that number. We're like, that's, that's quite all right. You're, you're doing just fine. So I agree with you. I get validation on some of the panels that I go to as well. It's, it's nice to know. Or learning new tricks. I do love to learn the new tricks as well. And networking, as you said, my God, meet yeah. everybody. Yeah. You know, <sighs> shake hands. Chris, you're close enough to get your butt over here.
1: Uh, yeah, I wish. <laughs>
0: I would love to do that. One of these years, I mean, that is the goal of the network is to get everybody host to a couple of different cons throughout the year.
1: Let's see, and talking about networking, I just happen to be a two-time, a two-time, a two-deploy, two-deployment veteran. So I know a guy now, apparently, they can give him to a con. <laughs> 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 Thank
2: you so much for your service. I appreciate it. Uh No, uh, definitely. Uh, I would like, you know, we'll have a little talk. <laughs> I'd like to give you some information. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, deployed as well. Yeah.
0: See, here's
1: Man. the thing. I'm, all, I'm Thanks all, for making it back safe. No, hey, it's, I'm, no, that's, here, that's, I'm that's
2: glad. glad you
0: know? Wait till you get to the end of the show before you're thinking for that. You might not be. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 oh, goodness. Oh, no. So, hey, we've got a new show to talk about right now. And I think, sketch, you might have something to say about this and what you hear about it. But it is in its second episode after being becoming part of the giant size team-up network. But the brand-new show that Brian Emmett and I get to be executive producers and showrunners of is called Pokemon Go Podcast. You can find that at the PokemonGoPodcast.com. We're so excited to be a part of that. Joe Ard, who came along with the show, he's an amazing host and an amazing just just litany of facts like chris you're our dc guy right on this show we go to you for any dc fact to check it yeah he is the pokemon guy by far and he he laughs at me with all the brutal messing up of the names and everything else it is a very fun podcast go check that out pokemon go podcast and is that something you've been playing sketch all right, so here's the thing with Pokemon and me. Uh, we were all growing up,
2: you know, and I'm sure you guys have suffered this, been made fun of or had, you know, whatever, for reading comics or being in the fantasy or whatever. Um, and so I get it, but Pokemon is also one of those things, like, that was before me or after me almost. Like, I was, I was well out of high school when that really took off, right? So it, it still catches me off guard when I hear a grown adult talking about playing Pokemon. Because I'm like... What are you that's like a kid's game. But then I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just be over here playing with my head. I I get it. You know, but it it kinda skipped me. So it's like I'm not quite into it. But yeah, I mean, Pokemon Go is a phenomenon. Of course I have it on my phone. Well, that's
0: yeah, so you see, that's the thing about this game is I'm with you. I was familiar with Pokemon, but I was either at the end of high school or out of high school when it really hit in the US and well, I enjoyed some of the cartoons. You know, watch I never really get into collecting the cards or playing the games. I've dabbled a little bit with the Game Boy and the Super Nintendos and all the versions that have come out, but never hooked in. But as you said, we all carry games in our pockets. And even people who would never say, wouldn't look at somebody and call them a gamer as a dirty word, will whip out their phone and play freaking Candy Crush or whatever the hot thing is right now. And they're playing Pokemon Go. And the beauty of it is... Families are getting a lot more exercise and doing things together getting out in the world and actually doing things people are becoming more friendly It's like technology has isolated all of us, right? We'd rather be on Facebook than talk to somebody and now technology is kind of bringing us together And I think it's I think it's a very interesting thing. Will it last? I don't know But we're gonna do a damn show about it until it goes
2: away <laughs> Well, I think it's I guess the first of many too. Yeah. Uh, yeah Basically, they're the first ones to do augmented reality in a game and do it well um, you know, there's, there's rumors of a Ghostbusters game coming out. Mm. I tell you what, I'd be a lot more interested in going around my neighborhood busting ghosts well, and than I would be collecting
1: Pokemon. That and the big news is the Harry Potter that uh, Niantic's uh, president is being a little mum about. He got the question and he uh, he said Whoa. without saying.
0: <laughs> if he if he's mum, that means they're talking about things. Yep. and by all means, you know, I think I think there's a big world that has now been opened up to us that you can do these. Different games. Although I will say I stole this from Facebook, but I saw somebody post a picture like, "I can't wait till Pornhub Go launches." <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we've got this new article here from Christopher. Why don't you go ahead and take that one away?
1: Oh well, this this we're uh, we talking about. We're talking about Jeff now, aren't we? Yeah. We oh yes. Start. All right. So Jeff Johns has been promoted to president of DC Entertainment. Now we haven't seen anything official from DC. A lot of this is stuff that's coming out of uh, SDCC. Um, but it's, it's a, a prevalent rumor. It's consistent across the board. Um, so his new title, he'll still, he will still answer to, um, president, uh, president Diane Nelson, who is the chief content officer of Warner brothers, or he will now, uh, answer directly to her because, as the chief uh, creative officer for for DC Comics, he answered to Dan Didio and J- and Jim Lee. Those two will continue to answer to her, and now Jeff Johns will too, as he oversees the uh, the movie mm-hmm. side of the house, which is great. Um, it, and why,
0: why did you find this article?
1: I found this why, article it, because someone on it? It, it, it became apparent that someone on this this show was listening a little too much to others from some of our esteemed colleagues who pooh um Jeff Johns' early involvement or the early news of him his involvement with the uh, the cinema track, and uh, thinking, well, no, this isn't this isn't a promotion, and nothing's going to change. They already have their people in place. Um, I, to- I'm going
0: to stand. I'm to stand by. It was actually a shakeup
1: of the Warner Brothers
0: side mm-hmm. and how who answered to who, but everybody made a big deal about this re on a business level, this restructuring, and like like Zack Snyder basically got fired. It wasn't that at all. It was just a, hey, let's let's take a little squiggly line and point it over here. Jeff Johns was always Jeff Johns. Now, instead of answering, and then uh, the distinction for me is this is DC. It's it's under Warner Brothers, but it didn't actually tie to that. So I stand by, I wasn't wrong. Uh, Jeff Johns is
1: Jeff Johns, you're correct. But now he has a very important hand in the... In the, the way these movies are going to be crafted and the and furtherance right. of this universe. Now, I will I, I will take you directly. I will take you directly from a right. quote by by um, David Ayer who says Jeff Johns really has a handle on where this universe is going. Yes. You don't say anything like that if he's not helming the ship. <clears throat> but, but
2: all right, but was, I got to bring up the David Ayer problem. Like he's the one who needs out of there. I mean, he's the guy going around going, oh, I don't get a character like Martian Manhunter. Which is why your JLA movie's gonna suck because you rip the heart and soul out of it, you know. But <laughs> well, but he's just, here he's just building oh, on the xenophobia
1: goodness. that that Zack Snyder and David Goyer created. So
2: I, I, I mean, I, is his role still the showrunner over there and all this then in the JLA process? Because that's my my understanding is that David Ayer is kind of like there kevin Feige. Feig. no that no was no no, no. jeff johns myth. is going to be
1: the, the kevin Feige, and that's and that's that's that that is the exact that's a much better choice yeah that's the exact equivalent that was that was poo-pooed by our esteemed colleagues oh, no. <laughs> was that no 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 he's not going to be the he's not going to be the kevin feige and it looks a lot like he's well, now, about to be the kevin feige yes
0: but that I don't believe I don't I don't believe that's how that went down. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so I would say I would say though this is a great recognition. Rec- that's a stupid ass word I just <laughs> made up. Recognition. <laughs> this is a great recognition of what Jeff Johns has been doing. As he, what well, was he will still retain his old title of Chief Creative Officer so of dc comics of the comic yeah, side dc comics right well he's president of dc comics he's not president of Warner brothers he's he is added president of dc comics right no
1: no of dc um dc, DC, DC entertainment. entertainment right uh, this right here this
2: conversation shows the difference between marvel and DC, right at the top absolutely we don't have this confusion with marvel yeah there is none of this.
1: That's because we didn't yeah. have this at the beginning. This we, I, I'm sorry, DC, that you want to you want to reinvent the wheel and that you want to be so far different from from Marvel that you don't want to just take an existing blueprint and make it better, tweak it as you go along, instead of completely reinventing the wheel. You would have never had these problems going into your universe as you're seeing right now, and they don't seem to be stopping. Three three movies in. <laughs>
2: Well, you th- thought they would have learned off of the overly heavily produced and
0: too many cooks in the kitchen Green Lantern movie, right? I
1: mean, yeah. Well, but see, that's... But, no, but no, no, no. Th-
0: see, they won't learn from that because they will chalk it up to, well, people just don't want a hero movie. You know, yeah. They'll chalk it up to a whole other bunch of things that aren't the reality of them taking responsibility. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I, it still, to this day,
2: boggles my mind how Marvel was able to carve out this space. While DC is owned by a film company.
1: On the back <laughs> of Iron Man. They did it on the back of Iron Man.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But uh, you bring up a great point. So, Warner Brothers owned DC, or still does. A uh, past tense is not correct there. So, you have all this massive structure of producers and producers' notes. And horribleness, and, and yes, again, I won't, I won't go to DC on screen and make a quote about when they watched, uh, uh, was it Batman and Robin? Batman Forever, and they just broke that down as the worst Batman movie ever. Oh, uh, right? Terrible. So it, yeah. it was especially <laughs> with Suicide Squad cast, and it was a nice crossover, and they did a great job uh, of putting that together. Whether you disagree or not, that's up to you. Uh, but uh, the comment they made, uh, Jason Goss said, was the – this should be the number one selling Batman in the world because every director ever should have a copy of it. And as soon as they get a producer's note going, well, can't you make it this? Just send them a copy of, of this movie yeah. and have them watch it and say, this is what happens when you send too many notes. So no. You know, uh, I mean, we all, everybody knows the story of the
2: giant spider and freaking. Oh yeah. John Spider-Man, Peters right? is
1: horrible, horrible idea. Yeah, yeah. And
2: What did we get in wild, wild west? A giant freaking spider. Well, yeah, what did we was... get in man
1: of steel? A giant friggin' spider. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, there it is, right?
0: Uh, kind of cool. Come on, kind of. You say kind of cool? No. <laughs> you can say it. It's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is good news, right? This just affirms that we're going to get what we more of what we want. Maybe not everything we want, but going back to the point, Marvel was do or die. I mean, they, that's what they were. So they had their own little media company. Nobody owned them. nobody I do don't—I wouldn't say nobody helped them. I'm sure they had investors. But it wasn't like a, they had a big attachment. So they were the upstarts, if you will. They were the entrepreneurs. Oh, sure. They were the podcasters of the movie world. The
2: very, de- the very definition of disrupt, right? That's what they right. came in. They just came in there and disrupted everything. Yeah. And since they came in, the comic book movie industry is turned on its side. I mean, you're keeping up with them now. Yep.
0: Yeah, and I mean, honestly, that's kind of the same thing that happened with podcasting and radio. When podcasting first came in, radio tried to copy it and do it horribly. That's what WB has done, was like, oh, well, we can kind of throw a ton of money and do this, and then the money never came back in the theaters, and it's been uh, panned by fans across the board. While we still have hope, and I mean, I'm really, really excited about Suicide Squad's coming out this weekend, and I'm going to go see it Monday. Next, the next episode of this, everybody listening, is the Suicide Squad uh, roundtable, where we've seen the movie. We'll do the spoiler filled, uh, spoiler free, and spoiler filled review of that. Um, I'm very excited seeing that tone. I'm very excited seeing the Justice League tone. So, I'm, uh, congrats to Jeff Johns. I think he deserves it. I think he's amazing, and I think he looks a hell of a lot younger than I anticipated him being. <laughs>
2: Sure. I, I think that may be the worst crime that D.C. does to us is, boy, I, I wanted Batman v. Superman to suck worse. You know, maybe we really hate it because that, the problem is, is they leave us with a glimmer of hope. <laughs> maybe
0: the next one will be better
2: and we go back. <laughs> you
0: know? But you forget on, on on D.C., on Warner Brothers Planet, that W.B. means hope yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) no they see that's that's the allegory that you get with with dawn of justice is they buried hope that's what they did they buried hope six feet under
0: but i know that hope is going to come back and kick some ass so i'm just saying all right scatch you've brought this story to the thing to the thing i've heard rumors i already heard rumors that disney's doing a new rocketeer what do you got for us all right so There's been a lot about this in the news lately, so I figured this is pretty
2: topical and relevant. So not only are they, they're doing a new Rocketeer movie, as you said. This is going to be one of those reboot sequels, where it's going to be six years after the original movie, and it won't have the character of Cliff Secord in it.
0: It's going to have, uh, it's going to be headlined by a black female character interesting now do you think that's because they're forcing the change like oh let's do black female i mean we don't know deadly about this so this is all speculation and guessing sure but do you think it's because Um, it fits the story or because they're trying to jump on a trend that's starting to happen
2: well one of the things i wanted to kind of compare this to was a little bit of the blowback that of course everybody knows goes about um so regardless like my 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 anger at ghostbusters isn't uh at the casting or anything at that it's very much in the storyline i wanted i wanted a reboot sequel yes don't just discount the previous guys hand off the torch uh i think disney may be finding a great way to uh pursue whatever agenda they want to pursue in this character while at the same time satisfying fans by having this as a passing of the torch um, again, yeah. this is six years after. It's not discounting. I'm sure our previous character, what happened, will be explained or at least talked about, um, and then we can get, we can we can get to know this new character on her own merits, as opposed to kind of having it shoved
0: at us. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that. I like that idea, and I agree with you about Ghostbusters. My only and I haven't I haven't gotten to see it yet. My kids had some friends taken to go see it, and like you, you can't talk about it. I haven't seen it. But I, I wanted what you wanted. I wanted it to be actually twenty years later, twenty-five years later, whatever whatever the actual real lifetime frame is, and have it be what you said. What everything they did stands. It is canon. And you know, the marshmallow man happened and all that jazz. And now we have four new characters, all female. It doesn't matter. We have four new people taking on the mantle as a franchise or as a uh just picking it up because the other guys can't anymore and carrying on the battle. And well, I've heard actually good things about the movie, you know, I've heard people say it's fun. It's hard. even Klotz, who thought it was going to be a horrible, horrible thing, he's actually told us that he thought it was uh, pretty decent, right? Is that, I mean, am I phrasing his, what he said right, Chris? Basically, yeah,
1: might, I believe so. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, mean, I don't want to say he's glowing or gushing or thinking it's the best thing in the world. I'm just saying he went in going, This is going to be trash, but I'm going to watch it anyway. Dumpster fire. And <laughs> yeah, dumpster fire. Thank you. And then said, Yeah, well. You color me or feed, what do you say? feed me some crow yeah. <laughs> because this is actually a decent movie. So, uh, but with the Rocketeer, I was about to say because there's a summary here about six years after the original Rocketeer, after Seacord has vanished while fighting the Nazis, an unlucky new hero emerges a young African American female pilot who takes up the mantle of Rocketeer, blah 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 blah. It's talking about the Cold War. So, the Cold Wars is, is an interesting time period because it's a pretty wide based time period. Although you throw in Nazis, you're talking pretty close to World War II. Yeah. Right. Well, and in, I. Quickly I, after. And it, well, I, mean, I think I that kinda, time period carries some baggage with it,
2: too, that I feel they have to explore by their choice of character. Right. Well, that's Otherwise, what I was say. it won't feel
0: authentic. You know, every once in a while, when you throw out a character like this, I like it. Honestly, I even felt this way about uh, Agent Carter because I wasn't that familiar with her in the comics at the time Uh, when she made her appearance in Captain America. Here I am accepting Super Soldier and Captain America. That's all okay, but a woman would not be a spy in World War II. That's not. That's not how that would roll. (laughs) So I had to. This is where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take myself out of reality because this is a fantastical movie. It's a guy who straps two freaking rockets to the his back and flies around with an aerodynamic helmet, supposedly, to help him steer. So it can absolutely be a, an African-American female.
1: I, I think the thing that surprised me the most was was D.C. going with this Cold War route as opposed to going later or closer to our yeah. timeline just because we saw what happened the last time. This, the Cold War was explored in one of these adventure type movies and it didn't work out so well at the box office for indie. So I don't know why we're going back yeah. to that well.
2: I would I'm nervous about the whole thing to be honest with you. I don't even know if the Rocketeer is a strong enough property. If you do it, by yeah. the
1: books. You know what? And that, that movie has I found such a, fo- uh, a cult following in the years yes. after it, it came out. It was not, it was panned when it came out. It was not, nobody went and saw it. But then people started to ex- to find it later, discover it later. And, you know, you see it on HBO and you watch it again. And there's things that you like about it. I mean, there's, there's problems with that movie, too. But, I mean, overall, it's a movie that I've always enjoyed since I was a kid. Um, but you, I, I worry that you're going to face those same things. And people are going to say well, well who and is
2: another this? thing that got me was uh was that this is Disney mm-hmm. uh obviously tied into Marvel we have kind of a same switch going on in the Iron Man comics don't we yes yeah. yes yeah. yeah and i was like are they trying to uh is this a case of making that okay for the film or right are they trying
0: right, to explore right, the possibility right. of that character I, I we don't know you know um And the the the, the follow up question is: even if that is the case, does it really matter? I mean, to the movie. I mean, are you going to enjoy it or not enjoy it, and you won't know until you see it. I think.
2: Yeah, well, I'll rest it on. I'm a fan, like you said. I found the Rocketeer later. I'm a fan of it. I love the Rocketeer. I think it's a fun adventure romp. There is problems with it. I mean, it has you know pacing issues (laughs) and and things like that. But uh, I I want to see another one. I am nervous more, more so about the strength of the property than any casting thing they're going right. to do. They're, they're going to have to show something to put butts mm-hmm. in the
0: seat. Yeah, because it's not, you it's know. not that childhood favorite. I watched it when it came out as a child. I think right, I don't think I went to the theater, but I think right after it came out, I watched it as a child and I remember it somewhat fondly, but at the same time, like a meh and as I think about it now as an adult, I kind of put it in the John Carter of Mars category. I watched John Carter yeah. of Mars as an adult. I love John Carter of Mars. It is a very specific taste film. It is not that strong. It's fun. And if you just want fun, it's a good movie. But I wouldn't put it up against anything you want to argue about. Cause like, no, no, no. This is a movie. That if you like it, you like it. If you don't, I get it. It's fine but sketch, you reacted to john carter do you like it do you hate it do you think it fits right same thing yeah, okay. uh same
2: vibe from it man yeah. like did i enjoy
0: it yes do i know that it's broken
1: yeah.
2: yes <laughs> 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 um at the same time like taylor Keach, I, and i never say his name right he's so unique oh yeah name me another movie like yeah. he, as an action
0: star he is different than everybody else well he's almost two different uh, characters in that film i mean he's the 1800s yes. guy, john carter and the mars john carter I mean, it's crazy so yeah, I get it. It's
2: that, you know, boy, I'm really glad I saw that. I don't know that I necessarily, like, I don't boot up John Carter once a year to watch right. it again. You know what I mean? Right. It's. I'm glad I saw it, but I understand why there's a problem with it. And movies like this, there's a lot of them like that, I, I you know, that we're going to see remade. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're, they're working on a Highlander movie. That movie most certainly deserves to be remade. It
0: was never a good movie. It, it, it was, it, always it was sort a of, great movie at the time, but it was never a good movie. You're correct, sir.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, they want to do a They Live, another hmm. Carpenter movie, right? Uh, of course, I understand the appeal of doing that. The Rocketeer has the same thing. I uh, just think this movie really, I mean, they're going to have to show something. For me to get excited about it, I got to see yeah. it. Uh, what, do you, what are you giving me here? What's the story? Yeah. You know, uh, who are you going to cast? Boy, you need some charisma in the character. Because honestly, you you, you could get my favorite actor in the whole world to play the Rocketeer.
0: And I still don't know if I'm 100% sold, you know. Yeah, I just don't know that Taylor Swift wants to do that role. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, might not be a good career move. Who knows? <laughs> well, if you want to continue this discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us btp at gmail.com. I mean, shoot, mess that one up. You can email us btp at giantsizeteam up.com or get on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash breaking the panel. And we are on Twitter, at Panel Breakers. And we'd love to hear your feedback on these things and, and your ideas. But before we get out of here, we still got a little bit more time. I came across this article today, and I it's a it's an okay article, but I brought it up because of the title and that we can just go through the characters and discuss it. I think we're going to have fun with this. Top 10 Worst Origin Stories in Marvel and DC Superheroes. Uh, this is uh, comicbookmovie.com. And number 10 on the list is The Amazing Spider-Man, which was the reboot, the first reboot of Spider-Man since the Raimi days. What do you guys think about that origin story and what they did with it?
1: I think it takes a lot of flack for being too soon after the Raimi Spider-Man. So everybody had origin fatigue, the same origin fatigue they had with Batman. So there's not a lot it could have done.
2: Well, and their biggest crime was an effort to do something different. They did just that. And yeah. uh, oh my God, you don't have Uncle Ben doing the great power, great responsibility line? What? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you know, so yeah. ultimately it, it did fall flat.
0: It, it was, to me, it was too close, not just too soon, but it was too close to what was already done. I, at the time i enjoyed the first sam Raimi spider-man but after that i just thought they were trash the third one was horrible i mean it was really bad and you had venom and sandman two of my favorite bad guys in this movie and it was just a trash mess
2: well they also ruined the whole spider-man premise by by giving spider-man destiny right rather than just being a kid who was randomly bitten by a radioactive spider Now in this origin story, story Spider Man was destined to become. Yeah, you talk about Andrew
0: Garfield and the the Amazing Spider Man, where his parents had some stuff to do with it, and there actually might be out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That was weird. Yeah, real weird. So the next horrible origin story is the Hulk, and that's Ang Lee's take on the Marvel superhero before there was a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I, I agree. I thought that was the biggest bunch of trash I'd ever seen in a million years. I, I, I've i blocked most of it out.
1: <laughs> I remember the hype when that movie came out, and then I saw... Was it trailers or f- early footage when he was getting shot with bullets, and they weren't just bouncing off but making his skin ripple? And I didn't yeah, understand was... when Hulk became rubber. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought it was, that was an interesting thing. A lot of people complain it's too cartoony. I actually... Because at the time you get you got well, Chris, you know, but yeah. Scott, you gotta understand. And the listeners, you have to understand I mean the Hulk I grew up with, with right uh, now. Uh, Lou Feringo. Lou Feringo, thank you. And it, it made this oh bigger than life impression on me because I didn't understand He's just a dude in green makeup. I mean, I kind of did, but I kind of didn't. And, you know, childlike mind and all that. And I'm watching that. And then as I read the comics and look back, oh, yeah, they did the best they could in the 70s. And I'm reading the comics, and he's just this amazing character that has more than just this one-dimensional rage monster. When they came out of this film, I was so excited because it was so cartoony. It's like, he should be three or four times bigger than the guy he's standing next to. He gets bigger as he gets angered, depending on which version you read. He definitely gets stronger as he gets angrier which i love that they brought that out in uh uh, i think it's age of ultron even yeah with the tank uh the Hulk buster suit and all that (laughs) you know they just had to he just kept getting stronger and stronger as he got angry until they knocked him out anyway i was very very happy i mean you just can't have a guy in green paint running across dunes and catching missiles it wouldn't look good you got the cgi character yeah but dude all the real stuff around it and even i went seriously you just shrunk down in the middle of the street bruce banner why are you not naked <laughs> you don't have magic shrinking shorts you should be covering your junk right now that's that's not what eric so don't though, all call the me real bruce life stuff around it just yeah. really <laughs> me. sorry guys what do you say eric don't call me bruce banner
1: you wouldn't like uh, me if you called me Bruce. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but well, let's yes, not forget but the, genetically modified poodles. Yes, the, that was. I think that was the biggest crime of that movie was those stupid dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It, it was fun. There was a bit of a fun part to it,
2: but absolutely. Fun. Well, I always thought the end was really off. Did the dad kind of become like some sort of abomination
0: monster? I never really got it. Absorbing them. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is this is awful. Yeah. It was, it was <laughs> weird. But the origin, the origin should have some real form of radiation and a gamma ray emitter, and or go with the the a bomb route where, where it was a testing field. You know, whatever you want to do. But this was just genetic modification, and he accidentally cut himself, and ah, oh, it was stupid. Yeah, it was horrible. All right, uh, how about Halle Berry's Catwoman? <clears throat>
1: I'm, I'm going to admit something right now. <laughs> Everybody's coughing up a hairball. <laughs> I have never seen this movie. There was nothing that made me want to, to, to see this movie. Even Holly Berry's sk- skimpily clad was not enough to make me ever see this movie.
0: No, I've seen her naked. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, she's a good looking woman. Don't get me wrong, but I was never on that, that train of, whoa, it's her. I, can't see. I honestly don't remember her exact origin. I blocked it out, as you said, scratch. <laughs> Uh, i don't want to scan the art, the thing here uh, to see what it was. But even in, even in um, Batman, what's the one with uh, Penguin? Batman, Batman I
2: was thinking the same thing. Yeah, oh. even that, that was kind of terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: the cat's licking her and whatnot, and then she fall onto a truck. She fell with eight stories yeah. to her death, basically. Yeah. So according to this, Halle Berry. So nobody's done Catwoman right. Is what we're yeah. saying. You know, it is definitely horrible. Uh, One of the most bizarre elements of the Catwoman movie, uh, as it, I can't read that word, it basically has the famous Selena Kyle, oh, ditched, that's not how you spell ditched, is it? D-I-T-C-H-E-E-D? No. I think they had an extra E. They did. Okay. Disheed, the famous Selena Kyle, and replaced her with an uninteresting patience... Which I thought was weird. Why is she not Selena Kyle? Who was given powers and mysteriously brought back from life by an Egyptian Mao cat. And then developed cat-like abilities. Yeah, it was, it was bad. <laughs> Do, you don't worry about it. I don't go see it. Now, number seven on this list is the original Michael Keaton Batman. Well, we might have a fight here because I,
2: I think this is amazing. I mean, is it comic book accurate to have the Joker be the guy and whatnot? No. But was it amazing? Hell yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, I think their complaint is it doesn't really deal with why Bruce Wayne decided to to put on the cave and cow other than his parents were dead and the twist that the Joker was responsible. I have seen. S- is that
1: worse than n- Martha?
0: Oh, Shut up. <laughs> uh, oh <my> <laughs>
1: Why did you say that name?
2: Uh, I, totally saw,
0: I totally saw a, a comic, uh, a meme graphic in comic form on Facebook that made me think of you, Chris, instantly. It was from the Justice League trailer, and Aquaman's there, and Bruce, Bruce Wayne says, uh, you have to help me find Dory. And the next thing you see, he's holding up against the wall. Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? Um, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, if you don't like yeah. that origin, I
2: have to think you don't like... I mean, it's got to be okay for them to change things every now and again. Yeah. And if the yeah. change is better, you know, I look at uh, Zack Snyder's Watchmen. The Watchmen movie had a better ending than the comic book. The, okay. It, the tie-in was with, without the squid monster was great. <laughs> Same thing. This had a better origin than the comic book did. Well, uh, Go ahead, sir. Well, I was just going to say, the comic book, we've always had this vague who is the Joker, which is okay in its own right. But actually giving him this personality, this, uh, you know, Jack Napier and following it back and picking elements out of uh, the Red Hood and everything and putting that all into this character.
1: Yeah.
0: It came together.
1: um, And it's not like it was there. It's not like there wasn't precedent for that anyway, because when you look at um, the untold legend of the Batman, um, I know I had it in a little paperback pocket size book um, black and white. And I mean, this, that's, that is what that, where that came from. Uh, That's, that's what it was. It was Jack Napier shooting Batman's parents and he, and the the Red Hood origin. Um, but I don't think he was the red, you know, he was Red Hood in that. So you see this, this float from Jack Napier street level criminal to to Red Hood to Joker in this comics. I mean, it had already been laid out once to me, people that have problem with this origin, this person is just, doesn't have comic experience, I guess, yeah. is how it well, this next, says to me.
0: This next one is more of a complaint about and Literally, I just read through it. It's more of a complaint about the movie itself than the origin story. Right. But number six is Green Lantern. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. They pretty much nailed the origin story of Green Lantern in Green Lantern. They screwed up everything else. Yeah, you know, Hal yeah, Jordan they... was never a douchebag to me,
2: but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. they, wanted, they wanted to go that route. I mean, they spent yeah, the first 10 was... minutes of the movie telling us how big of a douchebag Hal Jordan was.
0: Yeah, I was always. No, I think they were trying to build a redemption story out of it. Is what they were shooting for. It Didn't quite work out. Although we could say it is the most expensive audition reel for one of the greatest movies ever, Deadpool. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, so the rest of it is just bitching about the movie. I'm like, no, no, no. We're talking origin stories. That's not cool. But, but the whole fact that I forget, uh, you know, I am the filthy casual. I forget the alien's name, but the alien crashed. The ring chose Hal Jordan. Thank you. Uh, cause I, and when she said it, I know of it, you know, going through my memory, it's going to come out something really bad, I'm sure. But, yeah, I thought they nailed the origin fairly well in that. So, Electra uh, is number five. Oh, uh, this hurts. This, did, right. That
2: movie did hurt a little bit. I'm a huge Daredevil fan. That's who I got into comics for. My first comic book, I remember making the purchase, this blind superhero. I'm like, this is amazing. Um, so, Daredevil's always had a special place in my heart. And to see them just take kind of his origin story and apply it mm-hmm. to her with Stick and everything was just
0: oh it was heartbreaking to watch that. Yeah. Well and well, it didn't fully apply cuz obviously she didn't get chemicals to the face and all that jazz but just to see that uh, character of Stick used the way he was and and everything and See, it was so misused. I don't remember Stick being in the movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I just say I don't I I, I, when my first memory of stick is in the Daredevil Netflix series fair enough my first memory they used Um, them in that movie and it wasn't good (laughs) uh, I did here's what I did love about the director's cut of that film is there's a scene that got cut from the theatrical thing that has a Ben Affleck in it as Daredevil like it's some flashback memory from her Uh, but I, I thought that was cool because now they're tying two movies together this is before they started the cinematic universe and they actually tied the director, tried to tie the two movies together, and then the, whoever edited it said no and took it out.
2: Well, I mean, those movies suffered from that. The Daredevil itself, the director's cut is way better than the theatrical cut. Yeah.
0: This one I actually agree with Thomas Jane's Punisher. Although it was a nice twist on his origin story and it gave the effect, it wasn't, it wasn't good to me. What do you guys think? I'm still mad it was in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> what upset me more than anything is that they put it in Tampa. Well, but he wasn't out of Tampa, right? They were there for a family reunion. I, I always assumed he was working in that area. You know what I mean? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Because I honestly, I couldn't tell you it was New York. See, for those of you who don't know, the Punisher is supposed to be a New York cop who ran, you know, of the mob, and they took his family out, which was his wife and kid with a bomb that was supposed to take him out, and that set him on this rampage. What they did in this movie was they literally took out his family. What do you say? 30 freaking family members yeah. on the beach? <laughs> slaughtered, and we don't really know why. I, I can't remember why they supposedly went after him in that one. Uh, yeah, I. I well,
2: uh, didn't he kill that mob, that guy's son? Is
0: that what it yeah, was? Yeah, that
2: guy's son got killed in that drug bust. Yeah, yeah. Even
0: though I really liked Thomas Jane's portrayal, I don't remember. Well, let's be honest. They movie. mucked it up in Daredevil, even. Now he's yeah yeah he should he wasn't supposed to be ex-military although the acting was again superb on Punisher but
1: that's 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 part of the 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 retro that they've done since since the actual origins of the Punisher I mean they've uh, was that Ultimate Universe that's exactly what he was
2: yeah you do have to put a little bit of an asterisk on the on the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general because it is a blend of
0: two together. Fair enough. And that that is fair enough. Here's number three, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Where uh, I actually thought, isn't this the one where they uh, you see him go through the process, get the adamantium bones as Project X? Yeah. Isn't it just the same thing we've been seeing since X-Men, right? I mean. Right, yeah. yeah I, I thought that scene. was pretty tight uh it says here in the article their problem was after an extremely rushed opening sequence which did the childhood of james howlett no justice at all a cool credit sequence paved the way for mediocrity as it turns out uh the idiotic version of logan volunteered to become part of weapon x program and the trauma of the adamantium being bonded to his skin didn't wipe away his memories A magic bullet yeah. did yeah okay i'll give you that a little bit i'll give you that a little bit um I thought they were fairly good. Here's my thing when it comes to X-Men movies, period, before first class, and it kind of still salts into first class, is we're getting an X-Men movie. You just kind of grit your teeth and swallow the crap with the cool seeing Wolverine shove claws through somebody. They just have never really – are there good
2: ones? Yes. And then there are bad ones. And uh, they just never really nailed what it is to be an X-Men or that whole place over there. Yeah,
0: I mean, is it? So, it's uh, interesting, yeah. but that's it. Yeah. 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 Yes. Agreed, Chris.
1: I agree. Just the yeah,
0: yeah,
1: so Now, Wolverine. Wolverine was probably one that they did. That I I felt like they were closest to, and in origins, as far as the origin story. Yes, there were big problems with it, but his the base origin of getting the adamantium and going from james yeah. hallett to wolverine was lost in the sh- the crap show that was the rest of that movie
0: yeah that that uh for those of you at home who forget because we block it out remember that was the first appearance of Dare, uh deadpool almost said Daredevil, but deadpool and a very very horrible uh, they mocked okay, if you,
1: yeah
0: <laughs> if you watch deadpool and didn't get some of the jokes like uh uh you know the, the, the toy figure he picks up, and this is that. Go watch X-Men Origins. You'll then go back and rewatch Deadpool, and you'll get more jokes mm-hmm. because they, they make a lot of jokes at the expense of that movie.
1: And Green Lantern.
0: And Green Lantern as well. You're correct. But they only make the one or two jokes out of Green Lantern. They made a lot out of Origins. Uh, so number two is, we can all agree, Fantastic Four, the reboot, the newest one. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was not a Fantastic Four movie. I, I suffered through it with my Meet kids. Chronicle 2 yeah (laughs) yes yes and then number one is deadpool x-men origins wolverine which is we can also agree they botched the crap out of that.
2: well i think it's kind of cheap to put x-men origins twice on the list though
0: yeah yeah they cheated but they did uh i mean i what would you put on the list if you can think of one off the top of your head because i know i'm putting you on the spot
2: i don't know uh we've ghost rider wasn't good he probably should have been on here somewhere
1: um
0: I, the, the, I don't know uh, much about the origins of Ghost Rider so I, the, I could tell you the, I could say I could see where the, the origin story might be off. I actually enjoyed the telling of the story.
1: The 80s Captain America movie? Oh, that was awful. You mean 90s? See, I don't even know the that there's an 80s. Oh, yeah, it was Martin 90s, Man. wasn't it? Yeah. Early yeah. 90s, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, that was that was a bad one. Um, um, any of the Batman's except for Michael Keaton's Batman, up to and including Batman Begins? Where we got treated to the origin story over and over and over again, with nothing being yeah. changed. Or yes, we get it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. All right, we've got to get out of here, Sketch, Tell us where they can find you again. Uh, you can always find me on my own podcast over at
2: wasdradio.com. That's the best place, man. Get
0: me on Twitter at samskatch. Awesome. All right, for and you can find us like I said, facebook.com/slash breaking the panel panel breakers on twitter and email us at btp at giant size dot com that's sam scatch thank you again for being on sir we really appreciate you, you brought some great stuff to the table yeah go thanks. check out his shows subscribe 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 to sam it's a uh, fat guys with beards and sam scatch show thanks for
1: having me yeah, chris yeah thanks for being on
0: Echoes course chris wisdom i'm charles mcfall saying apparently martha is the greatest word to get you out of everything
1: yeah, but you know what hashtag and johns we trust <laughs> Breaking the panel is the flagship podcast on the Giant
2: Size Team Up network. You can support the show at Patreon.com/slash Breaking the Panel, and you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at GiantSizeTeamUp.com.